Welcome back to the Courtney for Life podcast. I'm Courtney, your taco-loving, power-lifting, sun-soaking host, serving you bite-sized audio bits of all things nutrition, training, mindset, and some real and definitely relatable life experiences without the Instagram filters. Let's dig into today's episode. What is going on, strong friends? Welcome back to the Courtney for Life podcast. So it is the beginning of January. I believe today is the 8th, 2021. Now, I'd say about a week, maybe a week and a half ago, I had posted up a Q&A box on my Instagram stories, and it was just basically like an ask me anything. I was, to be completely honest, very surprised with the amount of responses. A lot of questions about nutrition and abundance talking about training and the easiest way or I figured the best way for me to provide this information so that it's kind of always there instead of just replying on Instagram stories and it disappearing after 24 hours is to do it in a podcast. So it has actually been divided into three episodes. So it's a three-part Q&A series on this podcast. Today, we are going to go through part one, which is nutrition. Now, I was asked six awesome nutrition-related questions, talking about calories in versus calories out, calculating macros, hitting protein targets, and healthy eating tips. Now, I am going to repeat the question that I was asked. I'm going to include the Instagram handle of the person who asked us. I might be butchering this because, of course... Instagram handles are wild these days, so I apologize in advance if I do butcher any of the names or the handles. I'm going to dig in, and here is question number one. This comes from Doug's, Doug Runs, 1976. He said, calories in versus calories out. Do you believe getting lean is only about that? Now, that's not what it's only about, but in general terms, if Uh, your goal is weight loss, then absolutely calories in versus calories out is the valid and honest concept. Getting into the finer details like fat loss instead of just saying general weight loss and maintaining lean mass, so keeping your energy levels up, body recomposition, then we know it is more than just calories in versus calories out. How much effort, intention, and attention to detail you want to put in is how much you'll get out of it. Now, Knowing these numbers in accuracy is extremely challenging um, in terms of how many calories are coming in and how many calories are coming out. We often underestimate how many calories we consume and underestimate how many calories we burn off. But in general, having like a good awareness of this is like a great baseline. So usually we don't track the BLTs or the bites, licks, and tastes and we don't track all of our TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, which is the amount of energy we use per day. Now, breaking down the TDEE includes your basal metabolic rate, your BMR, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or your NEAT, exercise activity thermogenesis, your EAT, and then the thermic effect of food or the thermic effect of eating, which is your TEE or TEF. Um, So in short, to answer that question, no, I do not believe that getting lean is only about calories in versus calories out. It's honestly like you can go into so much more finer detail. Again, if it's general weight loss, then yes, I'm going to say that would be a great target to work towards. But if you want to be really specific and just focus on fat loss and maintain your lean, then it is much more than just calories in versus calories out. 
Question two comes from Carmela Kadich. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that. How, how do I calculate macros according to my needs? So having a clear understanding of what your needs actually are is a challenge in itself. Like I just mentioned, we often underestimate how many calories we consume and sorry, over, hold on. We underestimate how many calories we consume and overestimate how many calories we burn off. So society has kind of fucked with our minds and made us believe that we actually just need to eat less, usually in the form of carbs, because we know that carbs are bad. <laughs> and that's why I say that knowing what your body actually needs is a challenge. You need to figure out your actual TDEE, or at least your basal metabolic rate and non-activity exercise, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and that can be a great starting point. Now, I have a free infographic on my website for this, but I'll give a very short science-backed response that I'm confident many other coaches would align with. Again, this is very short and generalized terms. This could be something like an online calculator, um, would give because it doesn't take into account the actual individuals, factors like current stress factors in life, food allergies, dietary preferences, eating history, including like eating disorders, things like that, and future goals. This is just eating according to your needs, calculator, short version. <laughs> so protein, I would say you would want it to be about your body weight times 0.8 to 1.5 times. Your carbs, you want them one to two times your body weight. And then the fats would be like leftover calories divided by nine. So again, taking your TDEE, so total daily energy expenditure, and then kind of breaking it down into those three elements. And to be completely honest, I'm almost hesitate to want to talk about this because again, it is so individualized. In all honesty, I don't even personally fit my own macros under these calculations because it doesn't account for my dietary preferences and my future goals. So the answer for this is to get a real human, a professional, educated, and qualified coach to help set this up for you and guide you individually in order to learn on your own. So you kind of need to learn from somewhere before you can do it on your own, right? Question number three comes from Leighton Garrett. Ideal macro percentages for fat loss. Now. I don't think percentages are accurate, not when it comes to macros or even body fat. A percentage is just in relation to a total number. Example, how many total calories you're consuming and then a percentage like 30, 50, 20 might be too high of calories to not allow you to be in a caloric deficit and therefore fat loss, fat loss would not be possible. So yes, it does come down to calories in versus calories out, but it is so much more than that. You need to understand what your average calories in versus calories out ratio is, where you maintain like a decent, I'm gonna say three to five pound fluctuation with consistency, and then pull that into a caloric deficit, which does not have to be a lot. With my clients, I prefer to go a little bit slower, more so for confidence and comfort, because most of my clients, well, right now, all of my clients are women. And usually we like to go a little bit slower um, because, again, society has kind of fucked us up into having a lot of unhealthy and restricted mindset um, thoughts when it comes to food. So we do like to go slower. And we usually start with um, about a 5 to 10% deficit coming from calories, usually more so an emphasis on carbs. So the answer to ideal macro percentages for fat loss, my answer is there's no ideal macro percentage for fat loss. 
Understand your calories in versus calories out baseline first, then make adjustments for what you need as an individual in order to sustain progress. Next question from Marky Stander says, or asks, advice for reaching protein goals if you struggle to eat that much meat. In all honesty, keep it simple. First, make sure that you know your protein intake is actually where it needs to be and that you aren't setting unrealistic expectations of yourself for consumption. I think a lot of us think like chicken breast or white fish, and that can get hella boring. So meal options or meat options that are often overlooked, ground meats like turkey or extra lean ground beef. Honestly, I used to love ground emu. I don't know if where that is readily available for most people listening, but I used to love ground emu meat. Seafood like canned tuna, tuna steaks, salmon burgers, just really easy options. Other seafood options like shrimp, scallop, octopus. I love my octopus down here. And then some non-meat protein options that I would recommend. Honestly, vegan protein powders. Canadian protein, yes, I am plugging because honestly, I believe in them. Canadian protein has egg white, beef isolate, and honestly, a really delicious vegan blend. But that also the vegan blend also has a complete amino profile, so you know that your benef- is benefiting you and supporting muscle protein synthesis optimally. Other, I guess my well, it is a meat option um, or a protein option would be eggs or egg whites, and then honestly, just like simplify the meat or add spices or sauces. Um, So my answer to hitting protein goals if you struggle to eat that much meat is to ensure your expectations are realistic for your needs and honestly stick to what you like. Who cares if you're eating like the same thing multiple times a day? If you really need to hit that protein goal, then maybe stop being so picky. (laughs) Uh, Next question comes from Hannah Toll. She says, how do you deal with making healthy food choices all day and then make a bad one? Honestly, having a good versus bad food mindset is something that can be overcome. Usually these thoughts align with cheat meals or cheat days. And if you listen to my past episode, my past podcast talking about cheat meals, then you know that I don't have this mindset. Um, It's not something that, or it is something that I work through with my clients. And it's definitely not a approach that I take with my clients. We don't do cheat meals or cheat days. And it's not about dealing with this. It's about breaking it and overcoming it so you don't ever have to think about it. So from my point of view, I love all the foods that I consume and I believe that there are benefits for everything I eat from green beans to tacos to gelato. I respect my body and I give it what it really needs. I don't feel bad or experience digestion issues after I eat because I know what works well and what doesn't work optimally in my digestion. And when I can feel good after I eat, I don't consider foods to have like a bad label. So my answer for dealing with making healthy food choices and then making a bad one is when you finally break the mindset of good foods versus bad foods, you don't have to deal with that thought process anymore. And my last question comes from FCO Ferrer. Tips for healthy food plan. Any ideas? Now I had to kind of like debunk this question. Um, So if you're talking about a food plan, like a meal plan, that's honestly not something I'm down for, but one of my old, but still very much valid YouTube videos goes through a study done by Dr. Bill Campbell and Lauren Conlon on the research of groups between flexible and rigid dieting. I will link that in the show notes. I'm not going to expand on that in today's podcast, but it is a very, very good proven, um, 
oh my gosh, research study. That's the word that I'm looking for, sorry. Um, that is a really good one. So my answer is like, no matter what kind of diet or plan you follow, it needs to be sustainable um, and enough for enough to give your body what it really needs. An ample amount of protein to support your lean mass, carbohydrates to provide you with energy, and fats to ensure optimal body function. So beyond that, as long as you're kind of, how I believe, as long as you're kind of hitting your macros, then the finer details is, I'm gonna say, of lesser importance. But in terms of like a food plan, I don't really follow a meal plan. Um, I don't think it is sustainable for most people. It puts too many limits and restrictions on it. I don't like it. If you want a food plan from me, eat tacos kind of joking but serious so that goes through the six questions that i was asked for nutrition i hope that helps if you guys have more questions you know the drill send me a message on instagram you can i believe you can comment wherever you are reading this um leave me a rating and a review and we'll chat later strong friends thank you so much for hanging out with me If you loved this episode, please show it by leaving a five taco rating and a quick little review so that I know which topics you're benefiting from. Make sure you're subscribed on here, part of my free email newsletters, and following me on Instagram at Courtney for Life with an underscore. Until next time.